What do you get when you put five dads together that are having kids for the first time? This podcast. Oh, and did I mention we're all having daughters? <laughs> yeah, we're in trouble. Uh, babe, it came out of the diaper. <laughs> Welcome to Dad's Daughters and Diapers, where you get to hear five guys rant about their pregnancy updates, things they're learning, unlearning, and frankly, just how to navigate life with another woman. A tinier woman. There you go. Good as new. Again? I'm Nick. I'm Jason. I'm Grant. I'm Luke. And I'm Brett. Okay, I am super excited for this one because we've been getting a lot of questions of, uh, Luke, Jason, if you guys have ended up in the hospital on the same day, having babies at the same time, and I, we, we just need to dive into it because a ton of people are asking and we just need to give them something. So um, excited that we're here yet again, episode three. And uh, Luke, Jason, who would like, actually, who went into the hospital first? Let's start there. That would actually be me, Jason. Um, we was on a two, uh, Tuesday, it was January the fifth, uh, and we went in for a doctor's appointment, a you know the week weekly checkups. And um, when we were there, Rebecca's blood pressure was just a little elevated to the point where they were like, "Yeah, you're full term already, so you're coming back tonight to have a baby." So, wow. Tuesday went into like full game mode of, "Holy moly, this is this is happening tonight," and so we rushed home to pack our bags and. Most, of course, Rebecca's so, so prepared, it was already ready, but just quickly throwing things together and head, headed back to the hospital and checked in at 8 p.m. Uh, quick question, Jason. So you, mm-hmm. you guys went in not expecting this, and all of a sudden, I know uh, you guys were prepared, and you had your bags packed, and you were ready, but you weren't expecting this news. Um, mm-hmm. Did it immediately sink in? Or did adrenaline kicked in and it's just like, we, we, okay, it's time. And that's, that's basically it. Well, we had, we were definitely surprised, but I think we also were slightly prepared for it. It had been something that, um, the doctors had been keeping an eye on Rebecca's blood pressure. It's just something, of course, I've learned that they don't like to see elevated blood pressure with moms and it can be bad for the baby. So it's just something they really kept an eye on for Rebecca. And so over the weekend prior to that Tuesday appointment, hers had spiked a little bit again. And so we were like, eh, this could happen, but we're going to just wait and see. Um, but it definitely – it started sinking in when we came home and we were packing up and kind of like looking around because we were like, we didn't know when we would be back home. And then when we would be back home, we were like, okay, when we come home, we're having – we're going to have a baby with us. So that that's the stuff that we started talking about. We did – get to crunch in one final meal. We went and had like the biggest Italian meal before going because that was just something that everyone was telling us to go eat, just go eat a big meal because Rebecca wasn't going to be able to eat once this whole process started. So we went and stuffed our faces and, and it was great. Where'd you eat? Where did you go? Yeah. We went to Monty's Italian in Oklahoma city. It was amazing. If you've never been there, it's really good. It's a small little place over off of May 
and um, delicious. It's and so it funny like, you say that because we are sponsored by Monty <laughs> off of – we are not sponsored oh, by Monty. <laughs> Good well, try. I bought Monty. Enough, I, we, we bought enough food that day that we probably could – they could sponsor us. Monty, but, uh, if, you're, if you're listening, Monty. It was, was it's, and it's Monty, not Monty. M O N I. Oh, no. See, Monty. we already lost our sponsorship right See, there. We can't even. We can't even keep a bozos. sponsor. <laughs> That's the quickest sponsorship we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> money, well, gain, money gained and money gone. Yeah. There's, there's still, there's still hope for Hoogies divers. Hoogies. Gerbers. That was a, that was a good joke, Brett. Four out of five. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, okay, so while this was all happening, Luke, where were you and your wife at the time? On Tuesday, while um, so uh, let's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. So, yeah, that. Uh, so that day we were uh, just kind of prepping ourselves for for going in on Wednesday. Um, Tuesday was when I did my final stuff at work to try and sign off to be a fully present and available dad. Um, and so I'm a I'm pretty type A prepared person, so I had everything ready to go and all that stuff on Tuesday. Um, so yeah, we were just really uh, anxiously waiting around. And then what happened? <clears throat> so on uh, on Wednesday, Maddie and I went in for for her induction, and uh, to our surprise, when we showed up, they um they checked her, and she was already at a five like on the, the dilation scale. So they're like, whoa, you've been in labor for probably a couple days. Like just like the, that slow early labor. So you're like, oh, great. Um, and then the, the waiting around began. Um, what time was that Wednesday? Yeah, <clears throat> that was Wednesday evening. So probably around six-ish. Okay. And then, or five-ish. Jason, uh, mm-hmm. you, you left, you left off with having a big meal at Mani's. And uh, then at at what time did you get into the hospital? Yeah, so we checked in at 8 p.m. on that Tuesday night. And it was, they started Rebecca on a specific type of medicine to pretty much induce her into labor and get her ready for it. And so that was all night um, through through the wee hours of the night and morning into Wednesday. And we were not as progressing, or I should say Rebecca was not as progressing as quickly. And so we ended up having to have a 12-hour medication for Rebecca to progress her even farther. She was just taking – it was really slow. And so with that 12 hours, that brought us to Luke and Maddie checking in uh, to the hotel. Hotel. It was a hotel. Um, (laughs) Checking into the hospital um, while we were still there. And as Luke and I are texting, um, it's like, you know, where are you guys? And he tells me his, um, their hospital room number and, um, guys, they were next door to us. Next <laughs> door, sharing a wall. Yep. We were, we were, we were roommates. Yes. Next door. I just what can't even odds? begin to tell you like how jealous, I, how jealous I am of the whole, whole situation, but it's fine. I'm going to, I'm going to befriend the people next to us and it's just going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it works out. Uh, it synced up. We were up there at the same time. The dream came true. And so uh, that night, actually, you know, we were kind of texting each other during all the waiting and the medication slowly going into our wives. Uh, but Jason and I walked down the street and had a nice meal. Yes. Yes, we so did. So you, you guys got to have a last meal. 
Yep. We did together. We, did. we went to Monty's. Monty's, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just <laughs> as we're working on that sponsorship. Handle. Yes. Yeah, no. It was, yeah, just the odds of it are hysterical. And yes. the the time, like the fact that it was even next door was even funnier to me. And yeah. both of us, it was just very. All the things happen. And when you we were hoping. starting to be, stri- I was definitely starting to get, get exhausted. Luke was first there, so the adrenaline's pumping. But I'm like, oh, oh, oh starting mm-hmm. to not really know where I am. Um, and so breaking out of the hospital bubble and walking and getting some food with Luke was just the, uh, the best gift ever. Yeah, that, that was really, uh, that was really good for my mind as well, Jason, just to go get some fresh air, walked and sort of processed, um, and also to catch up with each other since we hadn't seen mm-hmm. each other since the break. Um, so let's see. Then the night happened and I don't know about you, but I, uh, I slept pretty good on that terrible hospital cot, believe it or not. Really squeaky, really <laughs> squeaky. It's like if you make one turn, plastic, it just squeaks to the high heavens. And you're like, well, I, I'm no longer asleep because I just woke myself up turning in this thing. So <laughs> what, I, what I gained from that uh, for myself and Grant for you as well is we probably need to put some WD-40 in our bag, you know, yeah. for said cot, just right. in case. So and uh, bring bring your own pillow. That was a pro tip that bring someone your else own gave pillow. me. Pillow. Wow. Yes. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. Brought my own pillow too. Yep. And and you know your 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 teddy bear. If if you if you sleep with one of those, um, your yeah. your CPAP your CPAP machine, your nightlight. It's actually it. a, a little Simba from 1994. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. It's so it's, faded. It's taupe. Yeah. Don't forget them. <laughs> does it does it still have Does it have both of its eyeballs? It does not. Yep. It, yeah. I, where so did the it, eyeball go? Yeah, I'm assuming one is gone. Oh yeah, yeah, to, lost to the sands of time. Um, so mm-hmm. he's more representative of of his uncle Scar. <laughs> <laughs> so many life lessons in there. I don't know where to start. Gosh. Okay. So uh, I'm I'm just picturing what. So you guys were able to go. And granted, there's like moments where it's like you're you're by your wife doing. Yep you know, all, all the things being present, uh, mm-hmm. but you still had time to go out for lunch. Was there any time where you were um, like both in the rooms and then coming out and checking on each other? Cause I'm, what I'm imagining is like things get intense at some point where you're both coming out in the halls and be like, where are you at? Where are you at? Uh, she's, she's, she's pushing, she's pushing. And then you just break and you go back into the back into the rooms, slam the doors. And I imagine that's not how it happened. That's how I like to think it happened. But what was happening? Um, Nick, you have, qu- you have quite the imagination, um, but that's not what happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think um, to be, I, I would make a great movie, but um, Working no, we were, oh yeah, perfect. Uh, I, Luke and I both, um, I think were, especially as, as Thursday then progressed, um, both our wives were starting to get into more and more labor time. And Luke, mm-hmm. you guys ended up going first. So why don't you tell you ended up having sure. your daughter first? Yeah. So, but, but to answer your question, Nick, I thought there'd be more kind of of that, like, yeah, running back and forth as well. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think both of us were just pretty like, I don't know. I felt like I didn't want to leave Maddie's side. Ditto. Um, yeah. And so, uh, so, so the night was kind of long, you know, the nurses came in and out. Um, the anesthesiologist eventually came to give her the epidural, which thankfully went well. Um, Maddie actually had somewhat of a blood pressure scare uh, as well overnight where the 
the uh, epidural meds were making her blood pressure drop too low. So they had to intervene and do some stuff to get it back up. Uh, so that was a little stressful, but eventually it rose. Um, and then, yeah, at, let's see, at about 11 a.m., um, it uh, it was go time. Goodness, I'm sitting there playing my Switch. All of a sudden, <laughs> they're coming in to measure her, and uh, they're like, whoa, there's a baby's head. And I said, like, my baby's head? And I got up. <laughs> And uh, like, all right, I guess it's it's go time. I'll I'll pause Rocket League, um, <laughs> and yeah. So that just like snuck up when it was time. And um, Maddie, like again, was in labor for a while, but like the the cap, like the all caps labor labor lasted for probably uh, probably like like fifteen minutes of her or, or her pushing hard, and. Uh, and then, yeah, out came our Georgia Rose on uh, January the 7th. Um, I uh, I wasn't planning on filming it, but <laughs> I had, so I had the phone out, you know, recording because I wanted to at least capture the memory. I thought I would just kind of record up near Maddie's face, you know, so we could hear our talk and, you know, the audio of what was going on. But um, Maddie's not exactly super tall. And so the action was way closer to the camera than I thought. So I said, okay, I'm just going <laughs> to capture all of this. Uh, so I have a great birthing video that one day I'm sure we will watch and recount uh, those That's amazing. 15 minutes. Um, it especially freaked me out when uh, Georgia's head emerged, the top of her head. And sorry, we're getting real graphic now, yeah, but yeah, just I, keep I going. <laughs> Get deep with it. Yeah. Only way, only way through this forest is, is through it now. Uh, anyways, it blew my mind when her head started to come out and her skull was all squishy. I don't know, Brett, if you noticed that when Marin came out and they I, were, I wasn't filming. No, no, but, but did you observe? For well, from head texture. I, I feel like, Brett, you mentioned in the first episode that your wife, like, you started to go down there, but but didn't your wife say, like, don't you go down there? <laughs> Correct. The, the doctor said, here comes uh, the okay. baby, do you want to watch? And Chelsea looked at me and said, no, you don't, don't go down there and watch. <laughs> so I stayed up. I stayed up next to her. But as far well, as the squishy head, um, yeah, as, as a baby's brain is developing, it, it, you can still touch it to this day and there's still, it's kind of lumpy. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, but I, I, I didn't recognize that until much later when she was already at the house. Oh, okay. Well, uh, okay. I won't go into more detail about that, but, uh, that kind of freaked me out anyways. Um, Georgia was born at 1125 and, um, the, uh, and right after that, um, it was actually when, when for us stuff went, Stuff, things started to go uh, not by the book. And uh, what I mean by that is like the, the preceding 12 hours uh, contained some of the most joyful moments of my life that I'm never going to forget, um, but also some of the most stressful and, and scariest. Um, because uh, shortly after she was born and they were taking those initial vitals and, and stuff, um, they got concerned for the oxygen that uh, she was able to you know, circulate on her own. Um, and it be soon became apparent that they needed to take her up to the ICU, to the NICU. And, uh, so that just, you know, like we weren't thinking about or preparing for any for that. So, 
I had to leave Maddie down there in the room and I went upstairs with her. And, um, so that was, that was just really traumatic. Um, mm. and, uh, so I was up there with Georgia and just all these cords and wires going to her to, to help her with the oxygen. And I understand why the doctors couldn't tell me this because of, you know, medical ethics and stuff. They, they, they just don't use certain kind of verbiage, but I, I'm never going to forget when, like, I, I asked the doctor after she was rattling off all these terms, you know, doing a good job at communicating to me what was going on. Um, I just asked her, though, like, in layman's terms, like, is everything going to be okay? And and she just, like, she she couldn't tell me yes. Mm. She, 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 she did a good job of, like, communicating around that, basically, of, of retelling me uh, what all the signs were of why she was optimistic, um, but it just, it just got scarier and scarier. Um, so, so Georgie was in the, the NICU for a few days. Um, slowly, but surely she, uh, her, her little system got caught up, started, you know, slowly producing all the oxygen she needed to on her own, uh, with less and less assistance. Uh, Maddie and I were slowly able to, you know, feed her via bottle and not, not, you know, via tube and, um, you know, praise God, grateful to say, you know, again, it took a few days, um, of us going back and forth from our room to the NICU to be with her. Um, but she, uh, she pulled through, she fought and she, uh, um, got to, to leave the NICU. Uh, and the, the people up there were fantastic. Um, but, uh, yeah, just was not expecting that experience whatsoever. And I was telling Jason have a no desire to be (laughs) back up in that hospital for number two anytime soon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, that's wild. So, so, uh, so yeah, so now go, f- go for it, Jason. Um, and I'll, I'll let you share the, the good news of what worked out. Yeah. So, you know, I was, of course, Luke and I were texting each other throughout the day on Thursday and he texted me on Thursday afternoon, letting me know that, uh, Georgia had arrived and what was going on um, with their situation. And so I was, we've Rebecca and I were of course praying for them and um, trying to keep in mind, get some good thoughts, but it's kind of funny listening to Luke's story and what happened with Luke, Maddie and Georgia. Ours was kind of quite the opposite in the sense that our entire like labor process and getting Abigail here was the extremely emotional part. And it was just Rebecca's, progression was just so slow and they were um mind you we had come in that tuesday night at 8 p.m and now we're at thursday at one o'clock and things are she's probably just now to a four or five where you know when maddie had come in she was a five already right so it's just like the emotions rebecca is now starting to get really really lethargic and just over it to the point that she was almost ready to throw in the towel and have a c-section and um, it was, we both were just at our wits end, exhausted. We had barely slept the night before because she was doing a lot of her laboring to get her there. And the medicines that they were using to get her there um, was just causing, you know, contractions and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, Rebecca was uh, just little to no sleep. And so myself and the nurse that was there with us that day just really had to rally around her and push her to like, come on, you've got so far, like this is going to happen. Um, you know, I just knew she didn't really want to if she didn't have to. And so I was just trying to encourage her. And and so just that whole day was so emotional 
for Rebecca and I that then later that night at about 7.15 was when she was at the point where she was start ready to push. And so that's now almost 48 hours from when we came into the hospital. And so crazy. 7.15 is when... I know. 7.15 is when the process started and Abigail was born at 9.16. So Rebecca pushed for almost two hours and it was just a strenuous process. Now, during that process was like so joyful because I think we were like, finally, we made it. It's coming, you know, but then it was like, okay, this is going to be a while. And they kept saying like, you've, you're, you've got great effort. Rebecca was being really encouraged by the doctors, but they were like this when it first started, they were like, this is going to be a bit. So, um, and they were like, they also had me in scrubs ready to go in case we had to do a emergency C-section because the first time Rebecca pushed Abigail's heart rate dropped. And so they were like, okay, like this, that you might need to be ready for that. So we were, and uh, her heart rate never dropped again after that. So it was, that was kind of a miracle. Um, And then the doctor, when it was starting to get more and more, like they saw her head, then the doctor said, dad, do you want to come see the head? And I did. And um, that was, yeah, you did. I did. And it was, uh, you know, it's they, every dad that you've talked about that sees, you see things in a hospital and when you see your wife go through labor and, I, I can honestly say when I went down there, it was like my eyes went straight to the head. I was like, don't look anywhere else. There's so much going on down here. And so I was like, <laughs> I just looked, found the head and I saw her little head and hair. And I was like, oh, look at it. She's coming. And then I just ran back up to Rebecca. Um, and so it was just like, do, 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 go. So <laughs> did that. And um, so then was Abigail was kind of, she was sunny side up at first. So they were doing all kinds of things with Rebecca to get her flipped and, I mean, it was a a strenuous process. And so finally it was almost go time and to where Abigail was getting close to being there. But the doctor um, looked at Rebecca and I, and she said, "Um, you're really close, but if you are ready to have this baby out of you, I can use a vacuum on her head to help her get out because otherwise it could still be a bit. And so I'm sorry. I like, like a vacuum. Like not a, like what you not, not like what you clean your house with. Yeah, you know, right, not a, yeah, not a Hoover. Yeah, not a no. Hoover. I'm just picturing no. like the you know the not, tube not that a, you not use. A Hoover brand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Picturing the tube that you use on the cushion. Bring in the Roomba. Right, exactly. Uh, when you hear that, you're like, what? But mm. it is more of just like it's a small little handheld contraption that's like a, like a round disc that <laughs> they just put onto the head and they suction it under her head. But the mom, she looked at Rebecca and said, but you've still got to do most of the work. So they don't, you know, it's kind of like a co-partnership with the doctor helping the baby come out. And so anyways, Rebecca's like, yes, do this. Let's get this baby out. And so they did the vacuum and they, with that next push, out came Abigail and um, they took her and started working on her and doing all kinds of things. She didn't let out a cry right away, which of course are freaking Rebecca out, but then she just let out the smallest little, like, cat sound you could possibly mm. imagine. It was just like, it was just like this <laughs> tiny little sound, and it was like these little, and all the, the literally all the staff were like, oh, mm-hmm. like when she would, like, make them, you know, it was just, like, the cutest thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, they kept kind of wrapping things up and got Abigail. She was, here's the shocker. She was uh, four pounds, 15 ounces. So she ended up being a really tiny baby 
And wow. we weren't expecting that. Um, and so we were right on the verge because of her size of having to go to the NICU. But they, uh, after looking at all her vitals and everything, they deemed that she was not. So that's kind of why I give the example of our process getting there was like all that craziness. And then it was like we barely missed the NICU when Luke and Maddie's baby was quite larger than Abigail and ended up having to go to NICU with circumstances. So it just is kind of odd the way that all transpired. But um, and then, you know, she was there and then everybody left and gave us a baby. And then we're like, well, now what do we do? You know, and and overall, we did it, Jason. We did. They were born on the same day. Uh, Nine, our nine month plan. We did it. Yes. Same day babies. Same day. They share the same birthday. 11, 11.30 for Luke and 9.16 for uh, ours. So, Yeah, guys, uh, fantastic job on somehow, like, getting your wives in. To, in sync. I mean, I know it It ultimately had nothing to do with you, but, I mean, I'm I'm still jealous. I'm still probably going to FaceTime most of you uh, whenever we're there. Um, Gladly. Yeah, it's, it's uh, especially on, you know, the walk to get something to eat or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Also, I, I didn't mention this, but uh, Luke, I love, I got a text. Uh, actually, I think, uh, who did you, it, it was me and somebody else, Luke, that you texted a picture of Rocket League. And it was just like, always gaming or something like that. I so the, I, said, I believe I said the grind don't stop. The grind don't stop. And Maddie was passed out in the background. Yep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I laughed so hard. Because it, it's something, I, I definitely didn't expect to receive a picture like that was, I think, one of, if not the first picture that you sent me of you guys in the hospital. And it was just of you game and grind don't stop. <laughs> this is so funny. Um, uh, real quick, uh, Jason, question for you. So like 50 hours of okay. labor. Um, okay. How did you handle that? I mean, like that's a that's a long that's a long time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. How did you process through it? Did did you feel like it went quickly? Did you feel like you had to kind of, um, I don't know, give up, you have to give up some sort of control at some point, but yeah, t- tell me what that was like. Yeah. So it was, um, I, after the fact and like being home now, Rebecca and I have talked about it a lot and I can honestly say with full confidence that the, the entire process, um, and this is, doesn't mean to sound cliche, but it truly was a very spiritual experience and because of the way that we had to work together. And it was because of the length of time that it was, we weren't expecting that. But as it continued to progress, we relied on each other more and more. And I just found myself needing to be more and more of a support for her. Her body was going all kinds of through all kinds of things, of course. And the, the, the mental battle that it ended up being for her and for myself too, for her and the selfish desire of like, we're ready to have this little girl here. It was um, very Mm -hmm. exhausting, but it was also very um, just spiritual. We really like connected. It's like I left that hospital feeling even closer to my wife than I ever thought I could, if that makes sense. Like it's just, it's, it's hard to explain. Um, But it, that time, because besides the, you know, 50 hours before Abigail was here from when we entered the hospital, we were there another two days uh, because of the um, quote unquote trauma that happened to Abigail's head with the vacuum. They ended up keeping her an extra couple days to keep an eye on her so that she wouldn't progress and get jaundice. And so 
um, we were in the hospital a total of five days. And um, after just sheer exhaustion, you're ready to break free. You kind of feel, start feeling trapped, but um, you rely on each other more and more. There was one point on the Saturday where I was at my breaking point almost. Both of us really were of like so much exhaustion that tears just started flooding. And Rebecca was like, you need to go home. And I was like, I think that's probably wise because I, one of us needed to be available mentally and emotionally for the other one. And at that point, neither one of us was. And so I ended up going home. The hospital was allowing people to leave even during this COVID season. And so I think for times like this, if it ends up being a long period of time. So I ended up leaving, going home, took a shower, slept for a couple of hours, and I came back a new man. And I was ready to be there for my wife and just, I was recharged. So if that, you know, it, it was a journey, but it was something that we really clung to each other more than we thought we would maybe through the process. Cause it's like, for some, it just happens really quickly, which is amazing. And for us, it shaped out to be a really lengthy process that showed mm-hmm. us a lot of great things. That's awesome. Oh man, that's really good insight. Uh, and, um, Luke, something that, um, most people don't know, I know, uh, us here know it, but you and your wife quarantined, um, beforehand, uh, so as to avoid any COVID interference (laughs) and, uh, tested positive for COVID, right? Um, is that, is that correct? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) By the tone. Um, (laughs) I, yeah, I haven't witnessed any couples um, going through, co- I mean, like everybody's trying to be careful and stuff like that. And somehow it happened. Can you walk us through like what was different? Um, yeah. How'd you have to pivot? What was your mindset through it? Yeah. So overall, that was just really stinking frustrating um, <laughs> because we we had tried really, really hard, honestly, and tried to be so careful to, uh, for that to not happen, um, the whole time. And so it was hard for both of us not to feel like really, of course, um, you know, this would happen and we are less than two weeks out. Um, it was over the holidays, you know, so we already weren't seeing family or anything for any of that. Um, and we're just stuck in the house, but yeah. So to the best of our knowledge through some, you know, random, uh, you know, freak accidental p- picking up the, the virus. Uh, we, we both contracted it. Um, but again, thankfully, uh, just gracious to God that it, uh, it ran its course through us. Um, you know, the, the symptoms were kind of nasty, but neither of us, uh, seemed to have any, uh, you know, larger health complications. And, um, but yes, we were super nervous just about, you know, for Georgia, um, and her being in, in the home stretch, um, we, uh, we talked to the doctors and, and, and they were like, you know, they're, they're from the small amount of, you know, research and evidence that there is out there at the moment, you know, we don't have serious, too serious reason, like for concern for her. Um, you know, uh, we, we went in for just like, a aggressive, um, stress testing, uh, of Georgia where they basically take like prenatal, um, heart rates and different measurements like that just to keep an eye on making sure that all that was looking like she was healthy, um, which was all we could do. And so we went in for several of those tests and, and thankfully she was still looking healthy. And, um, and then again, gratefully, um, Maddie and I, uh, went past our, you know, 10 day CDC recommended time of, you know, 
like of letting the the symptoms run their course. And besides the taste and smell, the, the symptoms did run their course. Um, so thankfully I was still able to be in the room with her. Um, and nothing like that had to change. We were almost able to be there. And, um, you know, to our knowledge to this day, um, thankfully the virus, uh, didn't impact our Georgia. So, or so yeah, one of that, you guys. that was, I mean, that was, or, or us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was just ironic and unfortunate and frustrating. Yeah, dude, I can't, I can't like leading up to it, just making sure. And you even mentioned like being a type A person planning for as much as you possibly can. And then even taking your precautions of, you know, quarantining and making sure that you and Maddie are safe. And then all of a sudden being met with a different proponent um, or, you know, a different, a different thing entirely that you, that, I mean, couples don't have to really deal with before all this. Yeah. So yeah. 2020 gave us a firm slap on the rear out the door, <laughs> but now you can accomplish anything, you know, cause mm. y'all got yeah. COVID and then had a baby. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and now you, now you, all three of you have super blood. So dude, I was just about to say, maybe, maybe she'll have superpowers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My mind is going on an imaginative storyline now. Okay. <laughs> This add it to your, be, add it to the script you're working on. Yeah, I'm gonna add it to the script. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, yeah. always a good, a big proponent of my creative <laughs> uh, stories. Great. Um, well, thank you guys for sharing. Uh, next episode, I'm super excited. We're gonna dive in to what it's been like since you guys have been home, which I'm super excited. Uh, especially seeing the consistencies uh, with Brett and his experience, and just what Grant, what you and I have to look forward to, because now. You know, I know all babies are different, but now we have three to average out of, you it's, know, how, how much sleep we're actually going to get. There's got to be one of the three. Yeah. It's got to be. I mean, that's. can't be that unique. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's no way you can be <laughs> one of four. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's non-existent. Um, as well as I came up with a new segment that I think you guys are going to like called Daddy's Did, or Daddy Did You Know, rather. And it's all about trivia. And let me tell you, there are some interesting things, but we're going to see how much you guys know. And it's, it's going to, I'm, I'm very excited on the banter that it's going to create. Let me tell you, because I've already tested it out and it's, it's wild. Oh yeah. Can't wait. It's gonna, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Uh, until then, for all you listeners out there, feel free to rate us with nothing short of five stars, because we all <laughs> know that it's a five star podcast. If anything, <laughs> Yes, very excited. Uh, so you guys tune in. Um, feel free to rate our podcast and share it with friends. We like, like you heard, we have no sponsors. So if you feel so inclined and you own a business like Monty's or Monty's or Chick Fil A, uh, you know, or Tesla or Tesla, yeah, Elon, we would love to have you. Um, yeah, feel free to drop us a line. Uh, until then, and until next time, this is Dads, Daughters, and Diapers. <laughs> yeah, J- Jason, can you give us that impression again? Oh yeah, here 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 is here's a little sound she made. <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was you or Abigail. That's that's I, spot on. That was scary totally. good. In Georgia, she kind of she kind of does this when she gets real irritated. It's not a solid cry. It's like this little machine gun cry. She goes. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but it's, it's faster. 
it's faster. Yeah, like a. <laughs> now, now that's a goat, Jason. Oh, sorry, sorry. 